Today's show is brought to you by the Popcorn Shop, where gourmet taste pops. Pop, 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 pop. With three locations to serve you, Emerald Isle, Goldsboro, and Mebbin, North Carolina. If you're not local, no problem. Pop on over to the, the Popcorn Shop. The popcorn dash s-h-o-p-p-e dot com for global shipping the popcorn shop where gourmet taste pops and i'm not gonna mention how tico ate my popcorn again yeah let's not tell that again okay thanks maybe next time i won't mention it at all i didn't eat any popcorn you ate my popcorn (laughs) i did Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's straight to tape, y'all. My name is C. Perry Elise II, one third of Podcasting's Treacherous Three. The comedian Tico, the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y. And as always, we are joined by our social media assassin, Rob Barron. Subscribe to our podcast so you can be first to receive our latest shows and updates. Catch Straight to Tape on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and we are Apple Podcast Certified. Also, like, follow, and share us on social media. Twitter at S2T on the air. Instagram, Straight to Tape. And like that Facebook page, Straight to Tape. Now, part two. Yeah. Man. So, and now I want to, I, I want to flash forward. Okay. Okay. Uh, ten years with uh, Radio know, One. With Radio One. All right. Uh, what led to your departure from Radio One? All right. That's a deep story. All right. Um. And you know, I really don't really talk about this shit a lot because I had a, I, I had a um, really y'all probably the second people I told this shit to. Mm-hmm. I had a partner by the name of Khalil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He ran mm-hmm. with Supreme Team. You know, I'm from Raleigh. He was New York nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He ran with Supreme very Team. Very familiar with uh, yeah, very familiar yeah. with Supreme. Supreme was the same dude that was that was extorting. Uh, Irv Gotti and all them mm-hmm. niggas And Khalil was his cousin mm, okay, He, he okay. was my partner with Hazardous And uh, In 2010 Khalil And his son Real Dynamite Had uh, It was on I remember like it was yesterday and He was an artist on your label yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah his son um, They had I had just seen them maybe earlier on a Sunday And uh I was at the studio, mm-hmm. and they had just left. They called me about four hours later. Khalil called me and said, where you at? Excuse, Excuse me. And I said, I'm at, I'm at Hazardous. What's up? He said, yo, I need to come holler at you. I didn't know what, what was going on. He just said, all right. I said, all right, I'm at the studio. Come on through. He came to the studio. He had just shot somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. He said, yeah, I just shot somebody, man. I don't know what happened, man. His son was beefing with somebody that that allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly, mm-hmm. messed with his sister. And uh, and I'm asking him. I said, "Yo, what was y'all at?" There was in a neighborhood called Headingham. Mm-hmm. Hey, there. <laughs> 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 so um, so he had came to he had came to the studio. Him and his son and his daughter. And I'm looking. I knew something was wrong because I could I could feel the energy. I'm like, yo, what the fuck going on, man? What's up? So he's telling me the story. He said, yeah, man, um, one of these little young dudes was messing with my daughter, and my son 
my, we went to go meet the little young dude and my son got to fighting with one of them. I'm like, okay, well, what, what was the outcome? He's like, yeah, I, I let off a shot, man, and, 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 and you know, I, I hit the dude in the arm. But what he didn't realize is the dude he shot in the arm went through his arm and hit another kid in the chest. You know what I'm saying? And just so happened, the kid that he killed was my homeboy's son. Wow. My man Pete from Lee's Kitchen. That's my nigga. So he shot one dude in the arm, went through his arm, went through the other guy's chest. So now, at first, I didn't know who the other kid he killed. That he didn't even know he killed the other kid. He thought he just shot somebody in the arm and keep it moving. So later that, that, that same day, I'm talking to him and his son, and he got the murder weapon at the studio. And now, keep in mind, we, it, we didn't know it was a murder weapon. Nobody knew this. So he think he just shot somebody in the arm. I said, yo, and I asked him this one specific question. I said, was real dynamite there? This is when I had dynamite, like, sizzling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said, was real there? I said, Khalil, you fucked up. I said, if they if he was there doing all this shit, they're gonna come to the studio. He said, No, they're not. I said, Khalil, stop it. The nigga record is in fucking rotation fucking 40 yeah. times a day at the fucking radio. Like niggas on TV. I said, my nigga, they're gonna come here. So, so what ends up happening is they do come there. They come to the studio. And the, the Wake County sheriffs come to the studio looking for Khalil. And you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know what to say because I wasn't there. I don't know what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? He's telling me what happened, but I'm not going to insert myself and say, hey, this is what he told me. I don't want nothing to do with that of shit. Course. I don't want yeah. shit to do with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. It's best for me not to know. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I looked at it. So I'm going to lead up I'm gonna lead up to the whole thing with, 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 with K97. So the sheriff leave. I guess they go looking for him. You know what I'm saying? So I go home and I wake up the next day. I'm and I'm yo, keep it real. I left the TV on all night. So I'm I'm it's about eight in the morning and I'm sleep. You ever been sleep, but you hear music and you're dreaming about it? Yeah. So the news is on. The news, WRL news is on, but I'm sleep. But I'm processing this shit while I'm sleep. And Real Dynamite's video is on the news. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, for some reason, I wake up and I say, what the fuck? And I see, I see the news in front of Hazardous mm. with, the, with the Real Dynamite rap van and ass. Yeah, I start panicking. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So I already knew Khalil had shot somebody in the arm. Not knowing, no one knew that it went through the guy's arm and hit the other dude in the chest. No one knew that. Mm. So it says, the news is saying, someone died. And I'm like, hold up, man. How the fuck this nigga die from getting shot in the arm? I'm like, no, 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 that shit ain't right. So the story goes on. They show a picture of this kid called Nigel. I said, Nigel? That's Pete's son. That's how I put two and two. I said, oh, what the fuck? So I hit Khalil immediately. I said, yo, bro, you, you shot Pete's son. My nigga, are, are you, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic now. He said, nah, D, I shot somebody in the arm. I said, no, nigga, I'm looking at the news. You shot Pete's son, bro. D, I didn't shoot Pete's son. See, niggas didn't know it went through the guy's arm into the other guy's chest. You know what I'm saying? Niggas didn't know that. Time goes on, time goes on. I'm at the studio. Sheriff's department comes back. They got a search warrant. Mm. So I'm like, he said, yeah, we got a search warrant. We're here to find Khalil. But we need to search the premises. Okay, he's not here, motherfucker. Come on in. I'm like, he's not here. Come in, search it. They still don't find him. You know what I'm saying? Time, a day goes on, day goes on. Khalil calls me. He's in Alpharetta, Georgia. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, yo, you got the fucking sheriff at my place and all this shit. Yo, I'm like, yo, man. so I'm going to get to the whole, I'm leading up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, you got the sheriff's department here. You, yo, what the fuck, man? Yo. So that same day, I get a call from Pete. You know what I'm saying? I remember like it was yesterday. He Pete calls me. He said, yo, D.Y., man, what the fuck, man? I heard real dynamite. Real dynamite killed my son. 
I said, Pete, I'm going to keep it 100. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. And that was the honest God truth. I wasn't there. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that Friday, I ain't go to the radio none all that week because I'm just in fucked up mind frame. So I go to the radio Friday night. And I'm and I'm doing the mix, and I'm like, yo, should I even play any of this real dynamite shit, man? I'm like, <sighs> shit is on the news. Shit is shit is crazy. Shit is crazy in the atmosphere. These niggas, somebody got them done died, so I didn't play it. So then I come back to work Monday. I drop I drop a record with by him. I'm like, I'm just playing. You know, I ain't got shit to do with me. I ain't. I'm I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? So I drop a record. Scrutiny starts. Somebody emails Gary Gary Weiss. Oh, D Wise on the radio promoting murderers and shit. I'm just being D Y. I'm just playing music. You know what I'm saying? So time goes on. Gary Gary Weiss comes and said, D Y, you can't play that. You know, it, it, it's not good for the community of what's going on. I said, oh, okay. You know, I'm just all right. Whatever. You know, whatever. So then, this keep in mind. So fast forward. This is 2010, and this this happened in March. So fast forward June. Um, this this midday girl that we had up there was named Sheena J. She comes to me one day and says, "Hey, hey, man, we need to do a Fourth of July mix." And uh, I said, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get a Fourth of July mix popping." I already know where this is going. Yeah, she hits me and says, "I said, all right, cool." She said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Gary, want to holler at you." What the fuck do the fucking general manager want to holler at me about doing a July 4th mix? So when I went home, the shit didn't sit right. Mm-hmm. I said, he doesn't got shit to do with programming. What the fuck he want to holler at me for? Two days before the July 4th mix. This is July 2nd. I'm in this motherfucker. I'll get to the station. She said, oh, yeah, yeah, come on. Um, you got your records, what you going to play? Give me your list. And we got to go holler at Gary. We got to go holler at Gary. Four mix. Wow, the general manager now. I said, yeah. hold, on, hold. On. He's the general manager. He's not the program director or the OM. What the fuck do I need to holler at him about for the mix? I go in there. This is 2010. I go in there. Sheena J's is sitting where Tico is sitting. I'm sitting where I'm sitting. Rob is sitting in the space where Gary Weiss is sitting. We get in there. Gary has a folder on his desk. So I'm already expecting the 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 the, the, the shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, well, D Y, um, yeah, uh, well, uh, we need to talk. And keep in mind, this is during the during the during the time when Cy Young was the president. All right, Cy Young is on hiatus because mm-hmm. he's getting a knee operation, so he ain't been there in two months. So I'm vulnerable. He can't, he's not there to defend me or nothing, right? I sit in there. Sheena says, yeah, Gary need to talk to you about some records. Keep in mind, we had a mix show list. Every record that I played in the mix show, I had to submit to Sai for approval. So one thing about me, I'm, I'm, highly, I'm a highly intelligent motherfucker, yo. I had to use a Radio 1 email to, to, to send my records in the side what I wanted to play. But the thing is, I always CC'd my Gmail all the time. CC'd my Gmail. So Gary says to me, ah, yeah, D.Y., well, uh, you've been playing a lot of records that's unauthorized. Bullshit. He said, well, you can't prove it. I said, oh, yes, I can. I log into my Gmail. Mm-hmm. Fucked him up because you know what they did? They before they fired me, they blocked me out of my Radio One email, so I couldn't get access to my files. So I said, you know, I'm not a dumb nigga. I, I CC myself. So now he's stuttering. The GM, he said, well, uh, uh, well uh, th- this is a termination. A termination for what, Gary? Well, you've been playing a lot of. Un- Here's my list. So I walked out of his office. I went in the hallway. I printed out my records. There's Cy Young's name on the receiving email. I sent all my records to him. What are you talking about? So he says to me, well, he don't know what to say. So his head's just shaking like, we're going to have to let you go anyway. I said, man, what's this shit really about, man? Let's not stand on ceremony. Let's not deal with smoke and mirrors. What the fuck is this shit about, man? 
Well, D.Y., we just have to part companies with you. I said, this shit about that murder shit, ain't it? <laughs> he would never, ever say it, but I knew that. You know what I'm saying? So he said, well, D.Y., yeah, we're just going to have to part companies with you. And I'm, so first, when he says that, I look at Sheena J. This bitch can't even look at me. She, look, she, 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 she down, like, writing in a little pad. And I bump her. I'm like, you knew about this? You tried to rock me to sleep? She would never say that. Mm. And, and like I said, if that bitch was a cobra, she would have bit me. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a very, very, very valuable lesson about who to trust and who to call sister and brother. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned a very, very valuable lesson that day. Because like I said, if, excuse my language, if that bitch was a cobra, <laughs> oh, she would have killed me mm. immediately. That's how bad she rocked me to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So, so I got fired. 2010, saw all on Facebook because mm-hmm. motherfuckers sending out, oh, D.Y. got booted off the radio. Right? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm dealing with the humiliation right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm going through it. Yeah, niggas, uh, I get a, yo, I remember Sai was at home mm-hmm. in rehabilitation for his knee. I go straight to Sai's house. I go straight to his house. I said, yo, they just fired me, Sai. He's looking at me like, what? I said, yeah, they just fired me. Why? I, they didn't give me a definitive answer. So Sai says, something ain't right. Something ain't right, D.Y. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. I said, I, I don't know. You know more than me. You know, you're, you're the second in command in that whole building. So then I leave Sai's si, si house. I go home. I get a phone call in my car. A block, call, a block number calls me. Laughing like, ah, ha, 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 yeah, nigga, what you gonna do with your label now, nigga? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that lets you know, that just lets you know how jealous niggas was of me. You know what I'm saying? Damn, yo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, niggas, up. niggas, like, yo, bro, it was an artist, and I don't give a fuck, I say his name, it was an artist called Lava Izzle. <laughs> Right, Ooh. y'all know who that yeah, is. I know exactly who that is. Niggas told me when the nigga heard I got fired, the nigga was running up and down the street clapping. Lord. You know what I'm saying? That was 2010. You know what I'm saying? I like that's that's just how much jealousy I had that I didn't know was out there. You know what I'm saying? Yo. So yeah, so so you know through that time, here come July. Sai goes back to Radio One. Mm-hmm. They fire Sai. Now. Do I know why they fired Sai? I don't know. To this day. To this day. I don't know. Wow. So Sai gets fired too. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know. That. I, I heard uh, some yeah. rumblings, but I didn't even know the, the intricacies of what happened. We're going to have to reach out to Sai, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Shout out to Sai, young yeah, man. man. So so at this time, you you know, you know stepped away from uh, Radio 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, from that step away from Radio 1, mm-hmm. all right? The bounce back, bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine, hot 97.9. How did that come together? All right. So, so, all right. In a nutshell. So, basically, I just left K97. You know, like I said, I went to Sato, so I got fired. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to give you the whole spill leading up to Hot 97. All right. I just got fired. I don't know what I'm about to do. I'm mm-hmm. still DJing clubs and shit like that, right? So my girl is pregnant with my son, and I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck I'm about to do next, man? You know what I'm saying? So through that time, um, this is 2010. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a club called The Velvet Room. So I go into this whole mindset of I'm about to sacrifice. Every little bit of money I make, I'm not buying nothing. Fuck it. I'm not on the radio no more. I'm kind of depressed. I just like, fuck it. I ain't, I don't give a fuck about how I look or whatever. You know, I'm I'm saving my money. So I'm saving money, saving money, saving money, saving money from these clubs and shit like that. And and you know, this, now I'm in. I now we jump to 20, year 2011. I'm saving money. I'm saving money from DJing and everything. You know, and I was saving so much. I saved about fifty thousand dollars in 2011. For you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I saved about fifty grand from that. And DJ, so then I leave Velvet Room. I get this club called Flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I remember Flashbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I had an idea where um, I said, "Yo, I'm gonna create the after hours." So the after hours, I created it. 
and, and I'm getting to the spill of Hot 97 started. Uh-huh. I started saving. We started making money with the after hours, the two to six, and I'm making like I'm I'm cute. I'm literally profiting three thousand a week off this shit. No, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Like literally, literally, and I did that for four years. Wow, three thousand a week, no less. The, the less I probably walked with was twenty nine hundred dollars every week. Um, so during that time, that four years, I met a doctor. Uh-huh. His name is Ron Benfield. He owned two AMs and three FMs. Wow. So I don't know shit about owning a radio station. Nothing. So I meet Ron Benfield. This heart, he's a heart surgeon. He introduces me to his engineer who built his radio stations. Me and his engineer was emailing back and forth. So one day the engineer hits me and says, hey, why don't you come check out what I do? I said, really? I go meet him. He's at the he's at one of his AM stations and I'm just watching. So now I'm intrigued by what he does. I said, wow. Yeah, hey, young man. Yeah, you know, you know Ron told me you've been talking to him a lot. You know, Ron's his boss. We talking, we talking, we talking, stuff like that. So then one day, he's at the FM. I go by the FM, and he had an FM station in Tallboro, Sanford, and Pittsburgh. Okay. The AM station is one in one is in Raleigh, and the other one was in Rocky Mount. So during this time, I'm dealing with his engineer. We're just talking, and I told the engineer like, "Damn, I wonder if I could buy a station for Ron." He said, "Yeah, you got a couple million." I said, no, I don't, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But during this time, I'm stacking money like a motherfucker from this nightclub shit. And you got to get it while it's coming because right. nightclubs don't last. No, right. They, they short-lived. So I, I, I got an aunt in California, and I'm talking to her, my, my mother's sister. Her name is Dolores. And I said, yo, um, I just talked to the engineer, and, yo, he just told me Ron's, the, this guy named Ron, he's a heart surgeon. He's about to retire. And he's looking to sell off one of his FMs. She said, well, well, how are we going to get it? I said, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's a great idea. So that idea manifested into me sitting with the engineer like, yo, how could I buy this from Ron? So he said, well, why don't you talk to him? So I talked to Ron. And Ron said, yeah, I'll, I'll be willing to sell you one of my FMs because the rest of them are going to my children. He's, mm. he's going to pass his radio station down to his children. And I said, well, how much I need down? Nigga told me half a million dollars. I said, Ron, I ain't got that kind of money, bro. I don't, I, I don't know what to do. He said, well, you better figure it out. <laughs> he said, this is the business you want to get in. So I went back to my aunt and I told her, I said, we need half a million now. She said, well, how much you got? I said, now, during this time, I stacked some money for Flashback. I said, I got about 80 to 82 Gs in my name. I said, I ain't bought nothing. I'm driving the same old raggedy-ass expedition. I'm chilling. I ain't bought nothing. I'm just taking care of my family, you know, just doing the club shit. She said, well, I got 60 in the bank. I said, oh, okay. So she said, so two days later, she called me and said, I got an idea. I'm going to get with this lawyer. We're going to clean up our credit, and we're going to apply for some loans. Mm-hmm. So we applying for loans and shit like that. Denied, denied, denied. And I'm gonna get to the spill about the loan. Loans is it's, it's very racist with loans. I'm gonna tell you, this shit's racist as a motherfucker. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so we're applying for loans. Keep in mind, we done paid three three hundred dollars a piece to clean our credit up. Credit credit is damn near six hundred. I'm like I'm like at a six something, almost seven hundred. Then Clint done got all the fucking evictions and all late credit cards. All the shit is gone. My aunt, same thing. Still denied. Going to Wells Fargo. Me and her got a Wells Fargo bank account. I had a Wells Fargo bank account. I got 80-something Gs in the Wells Fargo bank. And I applied for a business credit line of 900000 They tell me no. No. I, I, I got 80, 80 Gs in the bit. What the fuck you mean? Well, you don't have enough... Uh, business history, but they don't know. I sat there and read through the fine line of their credit credit applications. Mm-hmm. You have to have ten percent down to get a business loan. You've had that. I had, I had yeah. more than that. I was saying when I got enough money in the bank, it's it's double of what your what your what your down payment what your down payment is. So me and my aunt talking, and lo and behold, my girl's mother calls me one day. 
she's been very successful working at working for IBM and all that. Mm. And she tells me that she'll cash out her 401k to help me out. Oh, that's major. Yeah. That's major. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she, she really did believe in me. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a vision. So before I let her do that, I started studying. I got with the engineer. I started learning. See, what motherfuckers don't know is two kinds of engineers with radio. You got the engineer that set the station every day that does all the technical machinery work. Then it's another engineer that builds the signal. It's called a space study engineer, meaning your signal could be this big, can't cause interference to this station, this station, this station. So I learned the space study engineering, height above average terrain, ERP, all that shit, the adjacent stations you have to protect. So basically, I'm learning all of this. So I'm learning C, B, D stations, A stations. Like these are category stations that like they, they regulate your ERP, which is your call your irradiated power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I know all of this shit now. So now I've been with this white guy for two. It took two years. I learned it in two years. And this is still me dealing with Ron off and on. He still hasn't retired yet, but he's in the mindset of retiring. So I learned all this engineering. Space study engineering, not the regular engineer that's on site at the station every day. That's a different kind of engineer. Not the day to day. Nah, not the day to day. So I learned all that. And through this time, I find a frequency that's located in Tarboro. Just so happens, Ron, the doc, the heart surgeon owned it, but he, he had leased it to somebody. And the lease was coming up. It was about to be over. And I asked him about it. I said, can I buy that from you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I asked him about it, and we started talking about it. And he said, well, we could talk about it. So it took us a month to talk about it. But during that time, I've learned the engineering of how to figure out how frequencies can be moved and adjusted and, 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 and relocated. So I got with another engineer that I contacted myself mm-hmm. instead of using Ron's engineer. His name was Timothy Warner. Me and him started doing the due diligence on this frequency. I said, yo, Tarboro is about 52 miles west of Raleigh. How can I get this 45 miles into the market? We started looking at it, looking at it. He said, it's going to take you four jumps is what the FCC calls it. Okay, a jump is you can move a station 15 miles in per jump. Okay, but keep in mind, you have to protect Three up and three down. So I'm 97.9. So the next is 98.1, 98.3, 98.5. That's three up. Three down is 97.5, 97.3, mm-hmm. 97.1. You know what I'm saying? So you, and so on and so on. I have to protect those. And you can't be second adjacent. If you're second adjacent, meaning the 90 if if i was okay take what if my station was 97.7 i'm first adjacent to 97.5 they can call the fcc and complain to get me shut down i'm second i'm second i'm i'm no no i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry first adjacent i'm second adjacent meaning first adjacent they can complain about me and get me shut down so i'm 97.9 i'm second adjacent meaning they have no grounds to stand on i'm not causing interference my signal doesn't fuck with this you know what i'm saying so once we figured that out i was on it okay so through that time i'm, I'm second adjacent so i go to ron benfield i say hey i want to talk to you about buying 97.9 from you mr benfield so he's like, all right, Damien, well, you know, real name. He's like, yeah, we can talk about it. You know, how are you going to get your finance? So, you know, me and my aunt is already talking. I told you the family member and all that. So I talked to the engineer. How much is it going to cost us to get this frequency into Raleigh? Because I got to go back to my girl's mother, the family member that's going to invest. To, to, to get, I have to give her a total of what's it going to cost. So, okay. So the station was located in Tarboro. On a tower in Tarboro. So let me tell you how complicated it is. First, I have to file an application with the FCC to get it approved. So we did that. So matter of fact, let me back, let me back up because I'm going too far in it. So let me back up. So first, I go to my girl's mother with the plan. This is what I need to do. I said, these are a couple prices I got to find out. So I contacted a couple other contractors. A contractor 
the same thing like a general contractor who builds houses, a radio contractor is the one who takes your antennas and mounts them on the tower. So I contacted a contractor, me and him talked and talked. I kind of lied to him. I told him I was struggling. I'm a broadcaster. I kind of lied to make myself look more desperate, like I needed his help. And he, he believed my story. He said, hey, man, I'm going to help you out, man. So basically, when you get a radio station and you're moving it, you have to go up the tower, unmount the antennas, take them down, move them to the next tower, mm-hmm. take them up, mount them, and, and install the, tra- the, the transmitter and all that and cut it on. Now, we had to do that four times, four times. $7,000 is what it cost to do that. That was the whole cost. So I went back to her. I said, okay, it's going to cost us $7,000 to move it four times. So we moved it from Tarboro, mm-hmm. from Tarboro to Spring Hope, from Spring Hope, North Carolina to Wendell, North Carolina, mm-hmm. from Wendell, North Carolina to Raleigh. That's how we got it in. It took us three years to do that. I, this is what I was doing for the whole time Why I wasn't at Radio 1 DJing parties I was paying to get that signal moved into Raleigh So it's another 97.9 Called The Hill in Chapel Hill mm-hmm. I had to get a grandfather agreement With them to make sure they was comfortable With me moving in They're not, they're not thinking about the Raleigh Durham area. They're not even thinking about Durham. All they're thinking about is Chapel Hill and, and, Pits- and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Hillsborough, Hillsborough Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. So the owner of it signed an agreement. We sent it back to the FCC. It's grandfathered now. So it can never be undone. Once it's grandfathered, it's permanent for life. You know what I'm saying? So once they did that, it was go time. We moved the signal in every 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 45 days. Okay, so let me start over. So basically, you file the application with the FCC, mm-hmm. takes 45 days to approve it, they approve it, call the contractor, he comes out well, after they approve it, takes the antennas down, moves them to the next site. So we're going from Tarboro, Spring Hope, Wendell, Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how we was doing it. So, but keep in mind, we had to, once, every time we turned it on, we had, to, we had to put some kind of music on it. So I didn't put no hip-hop on it. I contacted... 80, 89.9 is a classical station mm. called the, the Classical Station. I contacted them. I said, hey, can I rebroadcast y'all on my, on, on my frequency? Because if Radio 1 or iHeart found out what I was doing, they would have went to the FCC trying to get me shut down. You know what I'm saying? This is now, now I'm, I'm, I'm talking to other broadcasters being smart mm-hmm. to, to who've done what I've done. During that time, so now I'm rebroadcasting classical music. So now I'm flying under the radar. Nobody knows what this shit is moving closer and closer to Raleigh. They're just looking at it like, well, okay, this is classical station shit. Not knowing it's me about to come digging your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, wow. Through that time, once we get it in Spring Hope, uh-huh. we're in Spring Hope. We file, F- we file an application with the FCC. Take about 45 days, they approve it, boom, took it down, moved it. Now we in Wendell. So now we in Wendell, I'm getting hype. I'm hype. You're getting closer. Yeah, I'm getting, getting closer, closer and closer. So through this time, we had, so now when, once, we, once we get it to Wendell, I had to buy more equipment like the transmitter, mm-hmm. the processors. I had to buy three more antennas because your antenna polarization, every time you move it in, the polarization changes. So once we get into Raleigh, the FCC tells me that, okay, I'm going to be able to cover Raleigh, Nightdale, mm-hmm. Clayton, mm-hmm. Zebulon, Wendell, and Smithfield. I'll cut off when I hit the airport. And I said, well, why can't I hit Durham yet? Because the other 97.9 has restrictions on me sending my signal too far in. So they said, you'll have to wait and be on for at least a year and a half before we can revisit your account and see if how far in Durham you can, you can go into Durham without causing interference to them. I, like, I don't give a fuck. As long as I get all that, let's do it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So time goes on, time goes on. We're moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it in. You know what I'm saying? And to go back to my aunt, you know, to my, to my girls, I'm sorry, not my, my my girl's mother, who gave us the, who helped us out. She didn't give us the money. She helped assist it because we had, we had a little bit of money ourselves. So she assisted, did it. When I say she assisted, this we're talking almost half a million dollars assisted. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, you know, she blessed us. I ain't even gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? So, moved the shit in, got the shit in the Raleigh. So for uh, so once I got it in the Raleigh, 
I still had to rebroadcast classical music. I had to file another application with the FCC saying, all right, we're finally in Raleigh. Grant us our permanent license because every license we had was temporary. For some reason, when we filed this application with the FCC for Raleigh, it took 80 days to get approved. Mm. So now I'm scared. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, man? Somebody, somebody, somebody trying to block us. He's one of these big millionaires. Somebody, somebody, somebody knows. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. Yeah. Somebody did know. It was Radio 1. Of course. They filed a complaint saying that we will cause horrific damage to one of their stations. But keep in mind, like I told you, we were second adjacent, not first adjacent up or first adjacent down. So now, 80 days go by, we get the email from the FCC, approved. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now we're in Raleigh. Our wow. tower sits on right on our tower sits right on uh, Atlantic Avenue. Okay. We're, okay. We're, yeah, we're, we're 520 feet in the air. Right, so we get on the tower. So now I own what's what's I own a station. What's called a translator. So I needed a source to send the signal. So I did a so first the first deal was going to be with iHeart. They were going to let me lease a HD channel to feed my translator from my studio. The deal they offered me was too expensive. I couldn't afford it. So then I got with uh, Sa. Mm-hmm. Sa was working at Saint All. The AM station they had won't do shit. So I conjured up a deal with the school president to lease their AM. Mm-hmm. I leased their AM station, which is a commercial station, fully commercial. I leased it and paired it with my FM station. So basically now I leased their AM station for $1,000 a month. And I feed my signal through the AM to the FM. And that's how I get... The FM is 97.9. Yo. You know what I'm saying? That's how I did the deal. Yeah. Genius. You know what I'm saying? Genius. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, this shit took a lot of thought process, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So now, it's like, hey, man, you know, niggas ain't stopping shit. So <laughs> we launched Hot 97.9 October 20th. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Last year. During that time, I had to get my signal right, trying to get the sound quality right. You know, it's my first time. I'm just, I'm just learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. So the first... Four months into that, Radio One emails me from the desk of Alfred Liggins. How much is it going to cost to turn this off? Mm. I never responded. My aunt never responded. I'm like, yo, let's get, let's dig in the ass. You know what I'm saying? So you know, and now you know I'm here today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, man. Nah, that's the shoot, man. And look, that that's what it's about the the growth. Okay. Yeah. You know, and also. Shoot to get back. Yeah, yeah, but don't don't get it fucked up. During that during that whole six seven years of doing that, like I went through a lot. Like you know, twenty twelve, nigga shot and killed my brother. Mm -hmm. Then fast forward twenty fourteen, my daughter get diagnosed with leukemia. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm dealing Mm -hmm. with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm going through trying to build this. I'm dealing with. Devastating shit You know what I'm saying So you know It's like I got a story to tell You know what I mean So It wasn't no easy route Because It took a black person With some money To believe in what we was doing You know what I'm saying To to help assist With the money we had You know And and, and that's for how I really popped off And that's why our People We gotta support each other man You know We just You just never know man You know And, and that, that's 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 the spill man That's the real spill man Wow man Yo. No, no, I mean, look, no, no, that's, yo, look, that, that, that shit is incredible, okay? Uh, you know, especially the persistency, okay? Yeah. Uh, to make sure that you had a dream that you already set. You knew exactly what you were going to do. All you right. had to go through the steps to All accomplish right. it. No doubt. Yeah. Now that you were here, man, All now right. that you were here, right. I mean, what are your plans going forward for 97.9? My, my plans is total domination. So, in about four and a half more months, I'm coming up to the board with FCC now to uh-huh. to turn one of my antennas because I got um I got a uh, I have my antenna is consists consisted of six elements. Okay. Three elements point north, east, north no north, east, and south. The other element I needed pointing west. Okay. That's going towards Durham. So in four more months, I go before the FCC to see if I can turn my antennas and go towards Durham. Once I get Durham, once I get all of Durham, I'll be complete. Because right now I got Raleigh, and then I cut off and going towards research. But once I get that, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. 
No, no, that no. Look, right. I'm already doing it now with, with, with what I got now, with what I got now, just because it's so radio. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, Raleigh is the money. It's not done. It's Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? So Raleigh and all the other areas that we cover. So, but I just say once I get done, I feel I feel that I'm all the way complete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and look, I'm happy. I am so happy that. That ninety seven point nine is here, okay? Yeah. Because for yeah. a long time, for a long time, <laughs> Radio One, you know, has pretty much had the area. Yeah, yeah, they've had the area on the lock, yeah, okay. Yeah, and to for you to come in, and I'll also go ahead and bring this in as well, because you know, because uh, you know, full disclosure, my relationship with the owner of ninety of a uh, ninety one uh, ninety one point. I mean, sorry, ninety. Uh, 92.1 Chuck. Choice Yeah Chuck, Chuck yeah. yeah Me no Me and Ch- look, look look Dude me and Chuck Was in a rap group together okay? let, let, let me tell you Something about Chuck uh-huh. Right And I'm gonna keep it real With you And this is part of a story I left out Okay Originally I was buying his station Ooh Okay Cause they've been family Look They've and this, been family run From I know his ever. I know his yeah. mother Miss Maxine mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so originally, Chuck took my engineering work and stole it from me. Ooh, okay. He took my engineering work, stole it from me, and told his mother to back out of the deal originally when I was going to buy it from him. But he did me a favor mm-hmm. by me not buying. Chuck's station does not really exist in Raleigh. His tower is in Elm City beside Rocky Mount. I mean, because what th- station this, is this? This is ninety nine point one. Ninety two. Sorry, ninety two point one. So I've seen, I've seen various so, other so yeah, so, out, and I'm like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, because sometimes I turn. You, I like sometimes you can get it. Sometimes you can't. I turn it on and it's not there. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with your signal? You yeah. Know? So, but but like I was telling him, it's really not in Raleigh. What he's doing is he has a satellite office mm-hmm. and he sends his signal back to his main studio in Rocky, Rocky Mount. Mount. Yeah. Yeah. And he what he'll do he'll go to his tower in Rocky Mountain, turn the power up to try to get it to bleed into Raleigh. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? So that's why some days you get it, some days you can't. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, the the idea of him doing it, like me it was it was very idiotic. I'm like, okay, my nigga, what you doing? You know. But the engine, I like. Listen, if you need documentation, I got documentation of this shit. I the signal that he, that he's doing now, mm-hmm. I built that. Mm-hmm. I gave it to him. You know what I'm saying? And his mother, he convinced his mother to back out of the deal because he wanted to steal it for himself. But he did me a favor when he did it. I'm like, well. It wouldn't have worked for me what he doing now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I have a tower that's directly in this market. You know what I'm saying? Like his tower sits in Elm City. So, but, you know, it's all good. I mean, you know, it's not here nor there. You know what I mean? So. So what's next for the station? Keep going up. Up, 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 <laughs> up, up, motherfucking up. Like I was just telling him, I got four more months before I can turn one of my antennas pointing into Durham so I can hit Durham. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, look, I'm gonna say this, okay? Uh, from from your beginnings, man, from where we see seen you come from, yeah. okay, and to see you at this point, all right, dude, it's nothing but pride from us. Yeah, appreciate it. it appreciate it. Nothing. You gotta remember, no Rob put no me in the fucking yes, game, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's love right there, yeah. man. And, and, and I I've actually heard other people uh, say that. That D.Y. has told that story yeah. So yeah, he's I always have. kept it You know yeah, He's always kept me in the game. He put me in the game Yeah I ain't even I can't deny it Like nigga put me in the game You know what I'm saying Fuck it is is You know what I'm saying But he made me too man yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. He made me too You know we, we did a lot of good stuff together We made some history together man So you know It's, it's, it's appreciated here too yeah, man, you know, and, and, you know, going forward, you know, we're going to make a lot of magic happen now, man. You know what I'm saying? So, no doubt. Yeah, man. No doubt. Yeah. Well, look, D.Y., yes. thank you, man. Thank All good, you, bro. my brother, man. Thank Anytime. you for coming through. Anytime. Uh, you know, we're going to support you. Anytime, All right. bro. All the time. Look, All right. Whenever you want to just, look, dude, look, whenever you just want to come by here and, and chill, you see what we do. I already know. Okay? I'm, hey, I'm already loving it, man. That works perfect. Works perfect. Right. Yo, Tico. Yes. What do you have in regards to your theater of the weird? Well, 
July the 10th, 2019, there was a race that went on. And um, it was broadcast nationally. It was done on a uh, horse track. Matter of fact, it was done on Emerald Downs racetrack. Hmm. So, I know you're thinking like, well, there's nothing weird about horses running around a track, right? Yeah, none of that shit sound weird right now. Mm, you know? No, but it wasn't horses. Mm, was it dogs? Nope. Iguanas? Nope. Uh, snakes? Nope. Bunny rabbits? No. And what was it? It was the first annual T-Rex... <laughs> Uh, T-Rex race (laughs) So People Threw on T-Rex outfits You know the ones that blow up Okay And uh, They set the bell out That's not how it sounds though But you know how it goes Go 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 No it's not a bird That's a bird Anywho (laughs) They did They did this race man And um, the race began And and, um, They You know It happened And they burst through And Mm -hmm. a couple I I was I watched it And I was Kind of disappointed I mean Not disappointed that You know It was T-Rexes Running I was upset Because I wanted to see Somebody fall Mmm even though I saw heads wobbling and nobody all this fell other stuff, down, nobody that fell down. That shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know you they, want practice, to see they practice too much. That's yeah. discipline, though. You know? uh, well, shit. Oh yeah. So that right there is um, pretty much the weirdest thing that I found this week. So, needless to say, when the next go round goes, that we all should go down there and place bets hmm. on. Um, the best T Rex. Yeah, I'm trying to figure but out. But it's, it's weird. That shit. But it's weird because it's the spreads on that shit. Yeah, you know? they all look alike, so you wouldn't know who to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know who to. You Based know. on the name, were they numbered? Yeah, uh, yeah okay. sort of. But you really couldn't tell the number because the heads were bobbling all over the place. So yeah, yeah. That right there is my uh, theater of the weird. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. weird. That's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Yeah. Hey, baby girl, you got a verse for us? Oh, my God. So much hip-hop bombing going on over these past few weeks. This hip-hop universe is going to take all my summer money that it can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, last week was on the same night in Raleigh was uh, Mary J. Blige and Nas mm-hmm. and Eric B. and Rakim mm. at two different venues. Um, I went to the... I had to make the choice. <laughs> I had to... There was a choice to be made. I had to make the choice, and I chose Mary J. Blige and Nas. And so uh, a friend of mine had had this uh, whole pregame thing planned out or whatever. But earlier on the day of the concert, Thursday, I got a voicemail message from Live Nation basically saying, bring your ass, go ahead and park. And um, there are no opening acts. And so from the start of the show, like 7, 730, mm. whatever it was, they went like, Mary and Nas came out and they did their fucking thing. Like it was amazing. No opening acts, no comedians, nope. nothing. No, nope. wow. they just like they came out and uh, what's that remix that Nas and Mary J have together? Boom, bang. Did they get a song boom, together? Boom. A remix? Did they get a song together? He's on the remix. Of, I know they had a. It's they, not every day because okay. that's somebody else but they do have a remix together so they went they came out they did that and then they i think nas went on first and then mary did her thing second and i was just so tired <laughs> i think she was tired <laughs> fucking sang, mary's ass was I tired was singing and the singing and the singing like if you listen to any of the videos of the the performance you don't hear mary you hear all us black women who mary has like helped through her songs have helped through any relationship trials and tribulations just just singing our motherfucking hearts out yeah i was about yeah. to ask how much singing did she really do because she i'm did. sure she had a lot of help she still stayed she still stayed saying but she did acknowledge the crowd and turn the mic outward or whatever it was amazing it made my eyes don't get me wrong Nas did his thing too 
But that damn marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that right there kind of like pisses me off a little Why? bit. I mean, I get it. You're an artist and you have world-renowned songs and, and you know, people sing along. I'm with that. And I'm with, you, you know, letting the crowd sing a little bit. But motherfuckers got to sing your whole shit. Nigga, you won't in there. You don't need that. No, happened. I'm not. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about in general. Like, like one of my favorite groups, and they always come here. And I used to see them all the time. But when I asked, the last time I saw them, it hurt my heart just to see him perform because he, you know, he's getting older and he, you know his voice wasn't up to par. Frankie and, Beverly and, and Mays. that's Frankie Beverly yeah. and Mays. Yeah. Like I have, like I like ever since I was a you kid. You went to that show? I the, always, rec- the most recent one. No, I didn't go to that oh. one. The one that I had went to, he sounded really, really not not that bad. He just mm. you could tell like the age and maybe maybe just the tour just you know what I'm saying got he to him tired. that day. He's so tired. yeah, so uh and you know, when and when you start putting the mic out and just everybody singing your whole fucking shit, it's like, Well, I paid everybody I paid to hear everybody else. I don't it's wanna do the that. ambiance, the vibe. Mm. Like Mary the Mary show, like and honestly, there weren't any really cute boys out there. There's like bitches and couples. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. I'm sure that I'm sure the majority of the guys that were at that show were with their significant others. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, women, look here. I know that Mary J and uh, 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 what's the other young chick? The um, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you got Keisha you, Cole, you, yeah, Keisha Cole. Yeah. yeah, you got all these women that you know. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Y'all got power songs for you all, but fellas, fellas, if you really going through some, if you really going through some shit, you ain't got to listen to Chris Brown. You got to listen. to I mean, Chris Brown tell you how to get to go to the club and pick up a chick. You know what I'm saying? But if you really going through some shit. And you need some another man's voice to sit here and say, "Yeah, listen to Teddy Pendergrass." Well, Teddy, Teddy, no, 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 no. I'm talking about my man, who Dave Hollister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Dave, Dave yeah, Hollister, yeah, Dave yeah. Hollister <laughs> is the Mary J to all dudes. You think if, so? Please look. Let, let me tell you. He hits everything from child support to cheating <laughs> to you know what I'm saying to all of that shit. Like if you you going through some shit with your if you going through some shit with your woman, you got to pay child support by all means. David Hollister <laughs> will show you. Where you, you will feel that shit, yo. You will feel that shit every time that I've gone through some shit with a woman. You turn us David, David Hollister. Hollister would drop an album, wow. and so I, I'm. I think he has something coming out now, if I'm not mistaken. And shout out to the homie Mike City who uh, yes. who, who yes. blew uh, yes. Dave Hollister up with the production. Most uh, my boy Mike definitely. Flowers, Mike yeah. City, NCCU in the building, yeah. Eagle Pride. Because I became definitely. a one woman man. See, that's the one that y'all yeah. remember, but y'all don't motherfucking remember. If I love her, <laughs> I love her, I ain't letting her go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, her hey. ass is crazy as shit, but I oh, love yeah. her. Yeah. I'm telling you, Dave Hollister, boy. To those songs, we say, fuck you, diggers. See, that's what that's that bullshit. There's too much, there's too many fucking women empowerment songs out and not enough men power, you know, empowerment They're songs. Pretty- Plenty of men in power. I don't even name, like name, name one. Name one, name one right now. Name one right now. Off the top of your head, right oh, now. Yeah. Name it's one. Not. I can't. Yeah. It's too much pressure. It, but, it, um, hold no on. Pressure. Just give me a what? Just give me a minute. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I actually, I can think of one, but I don't even consider it. You know, male empowerment. You're married. It doesn't matter. Hey, anyway, it, I don't even consider it male empowerment, but more like you got hurt and now you're just trying to get your man back. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Right. Yeah. There's no empowerment songs. Uh, exactly. Perry. No, look, look. This is a shout out. This is a shout out to my man K Mac McClendon, uh, Return of the Mac. You know what? Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Hey, that, how long hey, that song listen, is. But listen, you lied to because me. That's my theme song because my last name is McDougal. Mm. Oh, you going to talk about Turn, turn Away? <laughs> With the go go. In the background. Man. None of that shit. But yo, Key went to go see Mary J and Nas. And what'd you do? I went to go see Eric B and Rakim. The real Yo, I've seen them before, and this show was pretty much like the last one. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all the hits. Wasn't there a little surprise at that show? Oh, yeah. 
Yes, it was a surprise. Big Daddy Kane came out. Uh, Kane. Um, I must say Shout from your video, Kane. Big Daddy Kane is looking quite fucking scrumptious at fifty I mean, something well, years old. Yeah, Kane had his. He, he he came out looking like he God did have, Father Time. He, he, like he, 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 he did have a vest on now with no shirt underneath. He came out looking like your boy. What did he play on? On the on, on posse, what's his name? <laughs> grandfather, <laughs> grandfather time. Yeah, he, he had that cowboy hat on, looking like grandfather time and shit. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, King, yeah, King, and uh, and Sadat X came out. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the crazy thing about it is that when he brought Kane out. And Kane was about to go back stage. Eric B said, "No, no, 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 no. Come back here. Come back here. Come back here." They ain't do no songs. And Kane was like, "Yo, I don't know what y'all gonna do." Because you gotta remember, there was a um, article that came out when Kane was talking about, "Yeah, I battle rock him for like, you know, what I'm saying." Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I thought Eric he was scared. Exactly. So Eric B scared, but not prepared. Eric B called him back and shit, and I was like, "Oh shit, this about to motherfucker go down. This about to go motherfucker down." And that shit ain't go. It didn't go down. He just gave a count out to one, two, three, and then like I I was watching a video, I was expecting like my G Terminator eggs, like other people to come out there too. Nah, man, there's probably the Murray show. No, no, no. I be yeah, probably were. They probably were. But no, that's my verse. Like had a such a great time. It was. Such a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had we had like this whole village. Because I don't like, like, when I go to amphitheaters or outdoor venues, I like to sit on the lawn so we can drink and carry mm-hmm. on and dance and video and take pictures without impeding other people who paid for seats. Because mm-hmm. we're going to do that anyway. You might as right. well, like, be in the lawn. And we had, like, a whole village of, like, 20 people. And we're having a good time. We're drinking. And we're dancing. And we're Singing and it was just—it was—it was, it was, empa- was empowering, wasn't it? No, I don't use that word because okay. I'm every all day. Nothing needs to empower me <laughs> to fucking do the fuck what I want. That's so. awful funny that you say that because my mother said the same thing about women's empowerment. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything, <laughs> any one specific event to empower me. I did or a song or album or artist. I do what the fuck I want every day. And, and so. you know, and can you, I mean, you know my mom. She's like mad straight to the fucking point. Yeah. Shit. So she was like, like, yeah, mom, I got some tickets to women empowerment. You, you know, here you can have them. She's like, I'm going to pay for, to get empowered for Right. <laughs> I'm going to pay somebody to tell me how to, hey, how to live Hey, guess my what, life. Tico? What? I do my empowerment all day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And I need to cook dinner for your mama. But, yeah. um... Yeah, I know. It's not empowering at all. I mean, not an empowerment activity. I just, like, throughout the years, and y'all know, it's like the 20, what is it, 25th or 30th year anniversary of What's the 411, mm-hmm. right? So that album, everybody, like, every woman I know, mm-hmm. even if they don't like Mary J. Blige, yeah. that shit, like, what she talks about in that album has taken them through some shit in their yeah. own life. It mirrors shit that's going on in their own life. And to this day, just watching her journey, like it's the journey of a lot of fucking women that I know. You know what I'm saying? So she looks gorgeous. She looks amazing. Um and then just with Nas sprinkled all on top of it. That shit was just it was super, super yeah, fucking dope. Uh, full yeah. full disclosure. Super dope. Full disclosure, my life is uh my favorite Mary J. Bly's album. It, it was it was a it was a hut you know, during that, that time of my life it was a hustler's anthem album, so to mm-hmm. speak. But that's a whole It was a bottom bitch story. album. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hustler's bottom bitch album. album yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. See how that women shit go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, but you listen to Dave Hollister. He'll give you hits such as One Woman Man, <laughs> Take Care of Home. They know he tell him, but Nick, Take Care of Home. Yeah. And uh, what's that other joint? My other Oh, uh, Baby Mama Drama. Cannot forget that one. Fellas, listen to Baby Mama's Drama. If your woman is tripping, Listen to that song because oh. you ain't going by you ain't going through it through yourself. Oh, you know what I mean. Uh, on that note, on that note, bing bong. Mm-hmm. We had a, we yeah. about to start a cookout, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yo, this has been a great show today. Great show, okay? great show. Uh, definitely want to thank. We got some. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Thank you for Dy Nasty for coming through with uh, you know coming Dynasty. through to see us. Coming through to see us and uh, dropping the jewels that he dropped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you know, thank you for our 
social media assassin Rob Bammer for coming through as well. All right. And for, of course, the uh, comedian Chico. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we, before we mention that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to make talk- an announcement. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing we have not talked about on hey, the yeah. show yet. Okay. There's one thing we have Okay, not- so um, I'm Tico's manager. Just like to say that first. For hey, you know, you got to get that part in. Yeah, I do. Um, so uh, Wild and Out, the national conglomerate, the one that shows on MTV, has given grants to three cities in the, the United States. And. Raleigh is one of those cities. So over the past few weeks, they've been hosting talent scouting and practice for a um, larger show that will take place on August 14th at Paris Lounge on Atlantic Springs Boulevard in Raleigh. And our man's here, Tico, the comedian. And one of the comedians in the lineup. So if you're in the area, I really would love you to come out to the show. Because the more supporters he has, the better he's apt. And the better and the more funnier I'll be because... The you all got to come my you, I need people my age there because there's a whole bunch of young motherfuckers out yeah, there. You are like the OG and, on that motherfucker. Yeah, he's so, super so, OG, right? Yeah. <laughs> so his jokes are aged. Yeah, I try my, to tell yeah, him like, yo. Yeah, my jokes are aged. I, I like reference people that they don't even know and shit. <laughs> right. They don't know you we're know, alive. You know, and you know, so ladies, by all means, you know what I'm saying, come check me out. I ain't got no money right now. I'm lying. I do got some money right now, <laughs> but hey, but I'm not going to tell you because I don't deal with gold diggers, and gold diggers is a bad word. I, I wouldn't say that she's a wrong time. No, well, wrong time, wrong time. well, okay. I would hey, say I would say she's what? a gold digger. I just say she guess has what? some real mining equipment, <laughs> nigga, nigga. If I don't like her, you can't have her, and we going to Hollywood. I'm going to Hollywood. I'm taking this thing, taking Raleigh all the way. But there's another dude from 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 here. Um, that's on Wildin' Out now, and he's 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 hilarious. Hey, does he need? Let me be your manager. Yeah. So, but yeah, yo, let me tell you, yo, I'm about to take it, about to take it over, yo, about yeah. to take it over. So, if you have not hung out with me or just talk to me and you know to see how crazy I can be, and he's crazy as a motherfucker. It doesn't even matter if you yeah. if you've listened to the show and you want to hear more, or even if you don't want to hear more, just support. Come out to Paris Lounge, August 14th. Wildin' Out, North Carolina. Wildin' Out, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for First Lady S2T, the quintessential hip-hop mom, Keisha with a Y. I think I said all I'm going to say it, but by y'all, I'm hungry. We about to cook. That sound like a damn R&B group. Yeah, it did. What'd you say? We about to cook. <laughs> I said I was going to say <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you a story oh, real quick. Let me say I'm sorry. So I watch old people TV, right? Mm-hmm. Old cartoons. Old like <laughs> I old now. TV. I know now. Watch like Bonanza and shit. Like uh, as oh, I'm going damn, to sleep. She into that. Uh, when she said old people yeah. TV, I thought she meant like the television on top of the television. No, I, but I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking Big Valley and shit. Like yeah, that. Big you Valley. Know, you know, Bonanza, The Virginian. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. That Damn. shit, that shit. Your ma- grandma made you go sit down and watch, and you hate that shit. I love that shit. Now it's quality TV. Like it's, uh, we'll talk about that another mm-hmm. day. But anyway, so like, and also like cartoons, and I watch Hey Arnold mm-hmm. and all that shit. So on the Nickelodeon, like the Nickelodeon, uh, what is it called? Teen Nick. Mm-hmm. I'll go to sleep on Hey Arnold and wake up to fucking seven o two because that's they play video like super early 80s, 90s videos. Um, I wake up to the video for where my girl's at from the front to back because yeah. it be feeling that mm. put one hand up and it, it be to take my man because I don't need that. Don't play yourself, yeah. Uh huh. And Britney Spears videos, I don't know no Britney Spears wow. songs, whatever, wow. whatever. But yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night and uh, want to turn my TV off, and uh, 702 videos are playing. Lord, isn't that it's fucking beautiful? Life. And, of course, uh, it's your man, C. Perry the second. Uh, look, uh, like, subscribe, share, okay? Straight to tape on all of our podcasting platforms, okay? 
Hey, hit us up on hit us up on our show, social media platforms, okay? IG, Facebook, Twitter, straight to tape. Exactly. Exactly. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as I always say to wrap up this show so we can go eat, let's get active. We out, baby. Night night.